This is another Astros podcast. Well, AJ, I uh, want to talk about a couple of things that happened yesterday in, in yesterday's game, and it sounded like you guys avoided, in your words, a catastrophe with the line drive back at Hector Rondon, but the x-rays were negative once you guys found out after the game, which is huge, but uh, probably be without him for a couple of days. Yeah, we'll be out with him, with him mostly the next two days. Um, you know, maybe, maybe not. Maybe he comes in and he feels better. The swelling is down a little bit. Um, but man, it looked nasty coming out of there, and, and you know, immediately swelled up, and you could see that uh, that he was a little bit uncomfortable. So, um, you know, luckily the X-rays are negative, and 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 we can move into today. He's going to get treatment most of the day. He actually was moving it around pretty well. Good. He felt a little better than he expected. So, um, you know, I think I think we avoided the the big injury, but but we'll we'll probably skip him for a couple of days. We have a day off on Thursday. Uh, maybe maybe Friday's a good target date. You guys, there's no prognosis for especially like the rib cage area, things like that. But Marwin Gonzalez coming out felt something, uh, but you think you got it pretty early? I do think we did. And he, he reported it, you know, right as the game started that he continued to feel uncomfortable. I think he thought he was going to get a little loose. And, mm-hmm. and when the game started, he was going to move around a little bit. It was just a touch uncomfortable for him. Um, those scare me, you know, because as a hitter, um, you know, that you, you're going, that torque you put on your body, the, the rotation you put on your body, um, it's very, very uncomfortable. So um, he's another guy that's going to get treatment, and, and we will keep him out the next two days if, you know, and see how he feels over the weekend. The, pr- the problem and, and with this part of the year is, is we're in September where if you start saying the guy's going to be out, you know, two or three weeks if he has like a, a significant injury, even longer, you're talking about you know, the, the end of the year. So we'll be careful with these guys, especially valuable guys like these. So you bring a couple guys up, J.D. Davis, who is tearing it up in AAA. You guys have seen plenty of him. But Dean Dietz is a guy we haven't seen. We heard he's pretty dirty. He's got a good fastball with a lot of movement. He does, and, it's, and it's, it comes from a little funky angle. He's a high-intensity high type pitcher. He's, he's pretty durable, and, and he's pitched all the way up to like 45 pitches and, and three ups. So I, he's a guy that I can, I can use in a versatile role. Um, you know, We'll see how he adapts to this level. Sub-1 ERA and AAA, he, he's dominated righties. He's punched out lefties. Um, it's a high-end fastball with a, with a really, really good slider. So we'll, um, we'll see what, it, what he looks like. He's, he's coming up right now as insurance. We had considered bringing him up at the end of the AAA playoffs. But um, with Rondon going down and with as much as we've used our bullpen lately, we want to make sure we have as many pitchers as possible. You know ahead of this game uh, with the Twins that they're going to throw at least two pitchers, and we know the opener is going to be May, but the, the primary pitcher for today is Cole Stewart. Do you make your lineup up uh, more in line with the second guy that comes in? Uh, not really. Okay. I mean, today we play our every our lineup that's mostly our everyday lineup with, with, with Marwin out and, and, and McCann-Maldonado debate that I have with – um, you know the DH with with Tyler White taking over the primary at bats. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it kind of is what it is. I mean, you can consider moving your lefties up, but to be honest with you, our righties are swinging the bat better than our lefties. I got Tony Kemp back down in the nine hole. Seems like every time I move him up into the one or two hole, <laughs> he doesn't look the same. So I, I think get him back in the nine hole and we'll uh, we'll get him back on base. But um, I can't look to. I don't know what they're going to do. They have the option. If I load the bottom with lefties or the top with lefties. Um, I think Springer, Altuve, Bregman, Correa is here to stay. I think Tony Kemp's hitting over 330 in, in the ninth spot this year. Does he put pressure on himself when he goes up there, you think, because he wants to bat in, in the top of the order so much? I, I think he does. I yeah. mean, because it, it's no different than he's in the top of the order in AAA all the time. Sure. But, he, you know, I know he so desperately wants to be a table setter. But he joked with me when he walked by after one of the times he grounded out yesterday, and he was like, I don't know what it is about the top of the order, but every time you put me up there – 
um, you know, I don't get on base. And I'm like, don't worry, tomorrow you'll be back on the nine hole where you belong. <laughs> so we had a nice little joke about it, but um, he's done wonderful things for us no matter what. Hey, the Roberto Clemente Award or, or nominee for your team was announced today, and it's Charlie Morton for his philanthropic uh, work and, and just being a great teammate, all of those things. Tell me just what encompasses Charlie. You know, it, this is a perfect nominee for us and our team. I mean, he does everything right, um, everything right at home, everything right preparation-wise, everything right on the field. Uh, you know, he's a giver by nature. He's a pleaser by nature. He, he wants to do right by people. Um, everybody that buys a ticket when he's pitching, he feels responsible to, to, to pitch well for that person. Every teammate that he plays for, he wants to defend. Um, I couldn't think of a better example for us to have this as a nominee of, uh, of, of, of this prestigious award. All right, AJ, good luck tonight. You got Sparky. Welcome back to Astro Launch. Robert Ford joined by Brian McCann, activated when the rosters expanded over the weekend, coming back from knee surgery that you had in, in early July, first of all. How are, you, how are you feeling right now? You feel like you, you have your legs under you better after that surgery? I do. You know, it, it, my knee got to the point where it was just really unstable and uh, I couldn't ex- make an explosive move um, swinging the bat. So um, I knew surgery was going to happen and... Uh, you know, now that I got it done and I'm coming back, I just I feel night and day compared to what I felt like earlier in the year. Going into it, was there a fear of the unknown in terms of did you have an idea that it would be two months, or would would you not know until the surgery happened? Um, I I've always been a quick healer. I've I've had uh, one other surgery, mm-hmm. and I've always been able to come back and, and come back at 100. percent So I I really didn't have any uh, thoughts about anything other than coming back and feeling uh, great. So. Um, I'm just really glad I got it done just because, you know, now I can I can do things that I haven't been able to do in a couple of years. And you, with your rehab, got to play some, some minor league rehab games. It's been a little while, I'm sure, since you spent some time in the minor leagues. It, it was awesome to go yeah. back to double-A. To and I actually, the hitting coach that was in double-A, <clears throat> I played for his dad, uh, sure. Troy Snicker. I, I played for... Uh, for Snit and Double A, and I, I've known him since he was 13 years old. So uh, to be able to work with him kind of brought back a lot of old memories. And my hitting coach when I was in Double A was managing the other team, Phil Wellman. So I just got to <clears throat> I got to really um, enjoy my time going down there. When you were down there, was it almost like spring training for you? Because I know with the way it seemed like you were getting ramped up, you know, five innings catching here, then seven innings. Did it did feel that way. It did, but it. You know, spring training kind of weight is a lot laid back, you know, and, and during the season I knew I had to ramp it up. So it, 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 I just got quality work in. I was getting um, solid work in every day for about two and a half weeks, and uh, I was just waiting for September so that the rosters could expand because I, I, I've been feeling good for probably three weeks. And one of the guys you got to catch at Fresno was Josh James, who made his big league debut, and you got to catch that uh, over the weekend against the Angels. I mean, this this guy has has electric stuff. Oh, he's 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 got a very bright future. Mm-hmm. Got three plus pitches, and when you can throw like that and throw that hard, um, he can he can do he can start or relieve, mm-hmm. and uh, be be really good at both of them. So his future is very bright, and uh, he he made a lot of uh, giant steps forward this year. How much did it help having caught him in Fresno when when you had to guide him through his big league debut? Yeah, a, a ton. Mm-hmm. That that's the toughest part about being a catcher, 
is learning new pitchers, learning what makes them tick, learning what pitch to call in what situation. And that's why it takes time. It takes time in spring training, and you build that trust over time where you're just going out there and you can almost think as the pitcher. So it, it, it was huge to be able to do that. How does it, does it feel any different this month compared to where the Astros were at this time last year? Last year, a double-digit lead. I know stumbled a little bit in August, but still had a double-digit lead in the division at that point. But this time, you know, the A's breathing down your neck kind of changes things, doesn't it? You, you know, I think our record's made probably better than it was last year. Yeah. But it, it's, the the teams in our division got better. And, you know, the, obviously after, after last year, those teams are going to assess where they're at and find ways to get better. And, you know, the the – Oakland team is they're young and they're explosive and and they're good they got a great bullpen and uh you know we we, we know what we're in for and it's going to take you know a, a month of, of, of playing good baseball and we believe in that and we show up here on a daily basis um to be great and we expect nothing less Brian McCann Astros catcher hey good to have you back thank you very much Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Chris Atterbury, who's one of the radio broadcasters for the Minnesota Twins as they get set to take on the the Houston Astros. And you're also a radio broadcaster at Stanford, and you covered a a pretty good catcher there by the name of A.J. Hinch, who is now the Astros manager, of course, and and played in the the big leagues. And, uh, you know, A.J. Hinch and you graduated the same year from Stanford. So how did that relationship develop with, with you and AJ, uh, obviously getting a chance to do the games uh, as a student? You know, it was a lot of fun. We had a really close-knit team, and it was a tumultuous couple of years at mm. Stanford while we were there. And AJ obviously losing his dad freshman year. Right. But AJ was kind of this uh, – he was another level guy on campus. He came in with a lot of, a lot of hype, and then he kind of lived up to it. But he was – he was just almost like you looked at him like he can't possibly be a fellow student. And in that sense, Stanford was the perfect place for him because there were a lot of guys like that, you know, whether it was Tiger Woods or Summer Sanders or uh, Reese Witherspoon or whoever happened to be on campus who was doing bigger and better things than just, like, rummaging around trying to survive college. Um, but A.J. was great, and we had a lot of really good players. But uh, you just always knew that there were big things in store for A.J. Hinch, and obviously – it's happened here in Houston, and I couldn't be happier for him. By the way, great name dropping there with Reese Witherspoon and Summer Sanders, among others, and Tiger Woods. Uh, so, you know, those baseball teams at Stanford, uh, the impression I've always gotten, and obviously you were there, I was not, but the impressions I've always gotten were there was a thought that the team should have done better than they did once they got in the, the postseason play. Did they, did they make a College World Series? We did. 95, we made a College World Series, AJ's junior year. But okay. we were like an underdog kind of scrappy team. That was more of a Kyle Peterson-led team into, right. the, into the postseason. But I think you're exactly right. AJ's freshman year, the team was not good. It was one of the, the low watermarks for the club. And they had a couple of big league guys like Willie Adams and Andrew Lorraine. Um, they just lost some big league guys. You know, Hammonds had just recently left. Um, and I do think that the talent never quite matched up to the production. It was fairly dysfunctional. The, one of the writers here locally did a, that phenomenal piece on AJ a year ago, and he captured it really, really well. But what's funny is we're all really still in touch. There's a lot of guys from those teams that are still friends, that still stay together because it was kind of a, a topsy-turvy couple of years. The real big thing was when he came back for his senior year. That was kind of a shock to a lot of people because uh, everyone just assumed, well, AJ's gone. We'd been in the World Series. Uh, we lost to, to Fullerton. Uh, and then we lost and got bounced by Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone thought, okay, great way to end it, right, in Omaha. And we thought AJ was gone, and then he came back. And then the way his senior year ended – was with a pinch runner, one of my best friends on the team, getting picked off Mm. as the tying run with A.J. at the plate in a regional by Northridge to get eliminated. 
And you thought, that, that's not how the storybook's supposed to end, right? It was supposed to end in Omaha. It wasn't supposed to end getting picked off at Sunken Diamond. That, that's amazing uh, to, that it ended that way. Now, uh, A.J. Hinch, you got to see him play four years, gets drafted by the A's. What were your impressions at the time of what you thought he would be as a major leaguer? I think we all thought he'd hit, right? Like, I mean, he could always hit, and he was always super smart, and it just seemed like he was a guy who was destined to be one of those dudes who played 12 years in the big leagues. Maybe never, you know, a superstar catcher who hit 30 home runs, but I think we all just assumed he was going to be in the big leagues a long time, and then he got there really fast. Right. And, you know, I was in the Bay Area. I'd go watch him with the A's, and, and it just never quite clicked. And then I kind of stayed in touch through baseball with him, and then after the thing with the Diamondbacks where he got the chance, it didn't work out, a lot of us talked, and we're just like, you know, he was kind of ahead of his time. We felt like he was ahead of his time, and we knew that if the, the chance came around, he was the guy because you're moving towards front offices and managers where they want intelligence and they want book smarts and analytical thought. But he also had the street cred of being a ball player, and people forgot that because his, his major league career wasn't extensive, but – he was in the game a long time, minor leagues, major leagues, uh, you know, the captain of an Olympic team, All-American in college. Like, he had that angle of it that so many of these other brainiacs didn't have. And you just knew right spot, right time that A.J. was, was going to be the great leader of a franchise. And, and certainly this is the right spot for him. Chris Hatterbury, Minnesota Twins radio broadcaster, former Stanford broadcaster. Thanks for giving us some insight into A.J. Hinch at Stanford. All right, my pleasure. The Houston Astros Radio Network. That ball is gone! Steve Sparks, Robert Ford. And you can kiss it goodbye! This is the Houston Astros Radio Network.